Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. With the biggest stories of the day, it's the Big 3 at 3. Number 1. All right, number 1, we'll get you the latest of... Uh, what's happening with Bobby Slowick because business, as uh, Jim Ross would say, is about to pick up. But uh, it looks like the Texans are, excuse me, going to move on from their D-line coach. Uh, Jacques Chazeri, uh, who has been here a couple years, he was here uh, on the staff prior to D'Amico. D'Amico retained him last year. He will not return. Uh, this according to Jonathan Alexander of the Houston Chronicle. He will not return uh, this year. And where's he going? I don't know where he's going. Uh, like uh, it, it seems to be a man. You ain't got to go home, but you got to get, get the hell up, up out, out of here, here type of situation. Uh, that two twenty nine as well uh, that he gave that his uh, D line and that entire defense gave up to the Ravens. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure that had that single game has something to do with it, but. They're going to move on and get a new D-line coach moving forward. So we'll see. That's the first of, of, of new moves of assistant coaches who will not return. There may be more, Clint. Uh, and we talked about Gerard Johnson, who had an interview yesterday with the Saints. Gerard Johnson has an in-person interview with the Cleveland Browns today. But uh, Bobby Slowick, this is starting to pick up, Clint. Uh, this is from Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. Bobby Slowick who impressed this season thanks to his work with potential Rookie of the Year quarterback C.J. Stroud, has an in-person interview with the Commanders. This will be his second one uh, and uh, and has a second interview with the Falcons later on this week. So he is, uh, he's going back to meet with the Commanders and the Falcons for the second time. And the one with the Commanders is, is kind of even more one to watch because their general manager they hired – was in San Francisco for six or seven years. So they have a relationship there, uh, Clint. So Bobby Slowick moving on, second interviews with both the Commanders and the Falcons this week, Clint. And I think overall, as you look at this, how how much how much will you look at potentially CJ differently if he doesn't have those two guys? Like if he doesn't have Bobby Slowick. If you look at CJ for next year, his performance next year, how different will you look at him if he doesn't have a Bobby Slowick return? Today? I don't know if I'd look at him differently. I mean, I, look, I think he's he's. We've seen what 
what C.J. Stroud is with the odds stacked against him, whether you're talking about the offensive line or the, or the wide receiver pass catchers being out, um, you know, in a first year of an offense. Like, we, we've seen C.J. Stroud in some extreme adverse situations from a personnel standpoint, but when the scheme is right, boy, he is he is really, really like, he's elite. He is he's top, top seven, top eight in the NFL. Um given what we saw from him this year. So um, I don't know what the expectations would be. I can just tell you this, like the change, the change is, it will be extreme. Like it is a, it is a, it's the biggest risk that, that our organization, the Houston Texans can, can take uh, is losing your offensive coordinator because C.J. Stroud can be great, which we know he's great. There's a lot of really good quarterbacks that are held back by their play caller. There are a lot of really good quarterbacks um, that are made to look pedestrian, average, um, bad at times because of the offensive coordinator. Um, Whether you're talking about the ability to game plan or you're talking about the ability to to play call in-game, adjust in-game, like those things can take a quarterback from looking average to looking great, um, and Bobby Slowick did those things at at an elite level. Uh, I mean, you talk about game planning, um, play designing, uh, and, and making sure that the quarterback and everybody understands what they're trying to get accomplished, and then then going out there and executing it at a high level. What they did this year is it's crazy to see a group of guys all working together for the first time, doing their respective job at this level for the first time, have that kind of success. So, um, D'Amico, if Bobby Slowick leaves, D'Amico's got one hell of a hire to make. Yeah, yeah, a hell of a – obviously, they've been thinking about it, and uh, and they've probably be preparing for it, potentially. But it, the timing of it will be interesting because you could see in your mind thinking, all right, well, let's just slide Gerard there. Gerard has a great – uh, a great relationship with CJ. He's been there. At least keep one of those voices there. But the timing is odd because mm-hmm. if Gerard Johnson gets offered, let's say, the Browns or the Saints job, mm-hmm. who man, that's a hard one to say, hey, man, just wait. And because, honestly, you'd say to yourself, all right, if you're Gerard Johnson, would you rather work with Dave, De- you know, Derek Carr? Because this is, hey, the next step. Gerard wants to be a head coach. The next step and his his time as an offensive coordinator will go a long way to him getting that. And you say to yourself, would you rather work with C.J. Stroud, who you know? Yeah. Would you rather work with Derek Carr? Would you rather work with Deshaun Watson? Yeah. But you can't wait. Like, you yeah. can't Well, I, I, don't, I don't know, though, Rod. Like, like, to me, if I'm Gerard Johnson, and, and look, I, I, mean, I you just – could, I guess. I, I, just believe, I just believe that if Gerard Johnson is ready to be a play caller, and it's that obvious. I believe D'Amico's already sat down and had a conversation with him. Damn sure this week. Hey, Gerard, here's the deal, man. If Bobby gets hired, the job's yours. Period. Point blank. Done deal. And if I'm Gerard Johnson, I'm at home. Um, I, I, I know that if Bobby doesn't get hired, odds are he's going to get hired soon. Odds are we're going to have some pretty good success. At, the, at least offensively, the quarterback's going to play well. And, and other offensive coordinator jobs are going to come available in the future that, that Gerard could jump on. Um, and if I'm the coordinator in waiting, boy, that would be a sweet spot to be in if you're Gerard Johnson. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, you could do that. It's just like if, if he meets with the Browns today and they don't let him leave. Yeah. And yeah, they say, we well, want to. We the want. Browns are – like, I, I, I like the Browns scenario for him. I, I don't care too much for New Orleans because you go co- you, you go down there with a coach that's a, a 500 season away from being fired, yeah. and, and then you're on the streets. Uh, the Stefanski deal is interesting. I know a lot of people talk about him. Oh, boy, if he, if he does such and such, another first-round exit, is he going to get fired? I don't think he's going anywhere. Hell, he was, he was on the short list of coach yeah, of the year. Five starting quarterback. <laughs> right. Um, and you wouldn't have to call plays. There would be a little bit of room there for development as well. Um, and you could look. I mean, you talk about going in there with Deshaun Watson, where rust is not an issue. You help you help resurrect Deshaun Watson's career. There's another feather in the cap of Gerard Johnson, uh, which the right person I, I think with him every day could. Um, so, I think the Gerard Johnson thing is is to me that's a pretty cut and dry deal. Like if he's that good, if he's ready, D'Amico's promised him the world. I would think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also along that with the coaching stuff. It looks like the Titans are going to be off the board, so it looks like Bobby Sloak won't go there. They're they're leaning towards hiring, uh, and seems to be close according to reports. Brian Callahan, who has been the OC uh, for the Bengals the last several years, looks like he is going to get the job with the Tennessee Titans. So uh, that one's off the board for Bobby Sloak, and looks like that void has been filled in the, the division. The the report here is that he's got a second interview with the Falcons later this week, Bobby. That's an interesting spot for Bobby, because yeah. if you're if your ownership and I've said this multiple times, like to me, what what's unique about Bobby is, okay, we've we've got at least two, if not three, years of draft picks. Like we got to get something out of these guys. Oh, Atlanta, yeah, in Atlanta. Like you, you got to get the most out of B. John Robinson. You got to get the most out of Drake London. You got to get the most out of Kyle Pitts. You got to. You know, you, you've got to figure out a way to to, to make these skill guys work. And the one thing you got to be pretty confident Bobby can do is go in there and get those guys up to speed and get them producing. And they should quickly. have been a playoff team. They lost some. They lost some games. They had no business. Yeah. Well, I switched on him. I, I picked him to win it, and, and in about mid year, I said, "No, nah, this is Tampa's deal here with Baker." But but yeah, I, I, they are they are a talented football team. Big three and three, number two. All right. Uh, tough news for the uh, for Astros fans. We lost Matt Gage. He's been DFA'd, uh, no longer on the team. Uh, the Astros had to do that to make room for Josh Hader. So, uh, Matt Damn Gage, it. man, uh, we, we love the times. and uh, So uh, many great memories. Yeah, man. Uh, times you were moved up and down. Uh, but, jo- but, but, but Josh had to, had, to, had to make room for somebody. I needed that spot. And it is official. Uh, Josh Hader signed his deal. Uh, they introduced him yesterday. He is wearing 71. Uh, much against uh, to well, the I chagrin of Clint. We found out why. Why is he wearing it? 17 was his number before, and when he went somewhere, he went, I can't remember where, but he went somewhere, and somebody that number was retired in the organization that he started with. Who did he start so he with? flipped it. I know he was here first, but then when he, when, who did we trade him to? Was the Brewers? Yeah. I think when he went to the Brewers, I 17. Robin there you go. 17 was was retired, so he just switched it to 71, which, I, which I'll be honest, Josh. That's not good I, enough. I think it's a, that was a lazy, that was a lazy yeah, response lazy. to your number being with that suit you had on yesterday, with the fact that you you found your wife here in Texas, I found her. Um, I mean, you can't you can't be wearing seventy one, man. Best thing smoking. Man. Really, um, if he's gonna keep throwing the way he did when he's one seventy, where's one? When he's one seventy one, I'll be all right. <laughs> um, all right, General Manager uh, Dana Brown said that uh, he decided last Tuesday to make a run at Josh Hader. That was the same day the team announced Kendall Graveman underwent season-ending shoulder surgery. 
Uh, I don't know when Dana did it. I don't care. I, uh, apparently, Jim Crane said, go ahead. Yeah. Because that's five years, 95. Go ahead and do it. Appreciate you, Kendall. But, uh, but yeah, Josh Hader is officially here. Uh, and um, as he said, man, it feels like they're going to have a scary bullpen. They've said they have not made a decision on the roles, but everyone, according to Joe Espada, will have a role. But they just haven't made a role. And, yes, you wonder, we wondered – Presley was talked to before the move was made. Yeah. I'm sure he didn't veto it, but he was talked to before the move was made. I don't sense that there will be any issues with those big three, and that being Presley, Abreu, and Hater around the around the, the room. If you gotta pick one, who would be your closer? Who would be your closer? You've got the trust of Ryan Presley. I know it's personal for you, Tyler, but Ryan Presley. You got Brian Abreu and you got Josh Hader. Who's your closer? Who you going? You go. I thought you said Tyler. Josh going, Hader. Josh Hader. Josh no, no Hader. Question. Josh Hader. I yeah. love you, Ryan. Josh Hader. Yeah, just yeah, Josh Hader. Because I mean, Hader and Preston are the ones who have closed before. Yeah, we haven't had a Brayu who I who I think could be one of the best closers yeah. in baseball. To me, he would have been my choice. What it, like so? How did so? You got Hader in the back. Who's coming out in the seventh? <sighs> Where I'm so oh, it, torn. I'm not a Brayu. See, I, I would go Presley in the seventh. I think I'd go Presley seventh. Not me. <laughs> not me, boy. I think, now you may be pushing the envelope a bit. I, hey, man, I, not, not only do, <laughs> did we bring in Hater, and we're going to pull you out of that so closure yeah, role, we're, we're going to move you this young seventh. buck this young buck out there. We're going to put will, him in the eighth. And it does, in the well, listen, if, if you want to go Presley in the, in the eighth, I think it does give you a, the ability where Joe could say, hey, like Abreu's just going to be a weapon. That, like, hell, I'll use him in the sixth. I'll use him in the – like, he's going to be a guy – if I'm in the sixth and i got to get somebody out, I'm not afraid to pull the trigger to use him right there. And they just may use him like a lot of modern baseball managers are doing, are doing now. They may just use him at different spurts in places. But I just kind of like to, to go in the order of who I think is the best. I think I'm with you, man. I, I'm torn though. I I, I wouldn't be I'm upset the, if it was Presley. If they're, if they're facing the Rangers and it's they're the Rangers three, four, and five coming up, I I would rather I'd, I'd want to I'd want to bring you facing the three, four, and five. <laughs> that's a good point. And if that's in the seventh, then I, then I'll bring a bring you out there for me personally. Hmm. Clint can't go there. Nah, man, not not uh, if it's regular season, throw whoever you want out there. If it's uh, if it's if we're in the postseason, if we're in the postseason, that boy Presley is nails. I, I'll I'll take Presley all day. Big three at three, number three. All right, sad uh, sad time for you, Baytown uh, brethren. Uh, Brian Johnson um, out as the Eagles' offensive coordinator. Damn it, uh, they're le- they're letting everybody go except for Nick Sirianni. Um, they've let. Uh, both of their defensive coordinators and Brian Johnson. And this mm. is another one when you look at Bobby Slowick. Like Bobby Brian Johnson, they were 10 and 1. And he was in the same probably in, in a higher more more thought of than Bobby Slowick at that time. Yeah. Would have been higher in the pecking order on potential next head coaches at 10 and 1. And my man in six, seven weeks is out of a job. Like that is that that is wild how quick that came and turned on. Oh, he got a head coach interview in Carolina, didn't he? I thought he did. I'll be honest with you. But that that just that is how quickly that moved. Where I mean, I I mean, I've seen Mike Kafka's uh, uh, 
his stock dropped. But damn, I mean, this is this in the course of a year. It was him and the cat in Detroit. Those were the two hot hot names yeah, at ten and ben one. Ben Johnson, and now he is he is out. Hopefully, he lands on his feet uh, and gets a gig there because I, I I do think they're scapegoating him. It ain't all on him. I can't wait to see who the offensive person is. I thought Nick Nick Sirianni is supposed to be an offensive coach. I wonder if he's going to take it over. Well, look, this is usually the last straw, right? <laughs> yeah, I oh, mean, it's it. I mean, it's you start firing the, inside, the entire, you know, if you rotate in defensive coordinators mid-year, that didn't work. Now, all of a sudden, your ass is on the fire. Oh, Both no, 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 them, wait a minute. It's these coordinators, man. Yeah. Let me get these guys up out of here. Yeah. yeah well. One of the Dirty Bay's best, man. Yeah, Brian Johnson out in Philly. All oh, right. Oh, 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 oh. What? That's Baytown Lee, man. Don't 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 be don't be trying to don't I be said trying. Dirty Bay. Damn, he separated yeah. y'all. Like you ain't be, like you ain't, wait, wait, you ain't like you and Brian ain't from the Dirty Bay because wow. you aren't some damn ganders. Yeah, but you wow. over the north side of the track. He says you can't say it. Like oh, okay. This. I thought yeah. Rangers and Ganders. I thought we were all from the Dirty Bay. I thought Bay. it was all one too. Yeah, wow. we are, but you oh you you No, no, no. You you're over there. You're a Ranger. You're a Ranger over talking about Ranger. Damn right I am trying to claim you can't claim them ganders now, boy. I did oh, like their yeah. color scheme, though. Yeah, man, he took this is it. He took that Brian Johnson from you. <laughs> All right, coming up. Uh, speaking of Bobby Slowick, uh, did his performance? I don't. We don't know what's going to happen. But did his performance Saturday lead you to believe that Bobby Slowick is not ready to become a head coach? We'll discuss that coming up. Next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, welcome back. Tyler, man, how was Vegas, man? Tyler's back. We Listen, we got fired up early here. We couldn't really get to to, to uh, the hairy man himself. Uh-huh. Guilty. Tyler Milner. We looked at you. We saw you double fisting, which looked like alcohol-infused. Baja Blast. Baja Blast. getting Baja Blast. Who rumming that? Uh, uh, I don't know what, what I got oh, in it, no, actually. Don't even See, know it. Are behind me. No, I didn't order it. It was for It was for the wedding party. Yeah, but but I mean, it doesn't matter how you how you it got to your it. hands. Like, I'm just saying, and I love you for it. I'm just for you me. Know, you don't for know me, if it the, was the days of, of sucking or... on that straw that I don't know what's on the other end. 
Yeah, I could have got roofied, I guess. <laughs> well, no, I'm not what I'm talking about that. I was talking about the kind of alcohol. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you're in Vegas at a Taco Bell. You could probably, yeah, there ain't no telling what I don't think those days in. are over for me. I, I think I could still. Oh, there ain't no doubt. You, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, a, you're a slurpy drinking son of a gun. I let me, let me get one of them ices back here. I could, I could just have one handed to me. I honestly hmm. just realized what I never that? really thought about what liquor was till y'all just asked. Well, Ron, 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 hit him, Ron will hit him with, let me get one of them pink ones back here. Oh, yeah. And then and then they'll be on their way. Well, what is it? What's in it? It's already on the way to the Table. Well, pink, well, what's in it? pink is usually strawberry, and that's a good that's a good little flavor. Yeah, and I knew I like Baja Blast, and I knew I like liquor, so I was. Can I be honest? Can I, one of your videos, I was disappointed. Oh, which one? That's all right. I'll accept disappointment when I'm in Vegas. When the dude was flowing on the bridge, you were walking over. Oh yeah, I was two sheets to the wind, my friend. And you didn't flow with him. I, I watched that whole silly ass video thinking <laughs> you were gonna flip that screen, and you and and what what was your what was your oh T Mill on the mic T Mill on the mic was gonna was gonna drop a couple of lines and flow a little bit <laughs> spit some bars. Yeah, I thought you were gonna spit some bars, <laughs> and, and, and you, he just kept on walking, Let man. Go, yeah, I was like, you got me. You got me. I just watched you a video was, of some random was, dude flowing in Vegas. You knew he was hammered, and you. Oh, like, yeah. oh like I thought. I thought he was. Gonna, I thought he was at least going to try. I should have. I was there for it. Yeah, he's going to do his gospel <laughs> rap out there, baby. Bring that young man to Christ. I, now, listen, Tyler. I have, a, I have a legit question. Yes, sir. And I promise you, to you and the people, drive family. I'm. I, I'm legit. Not Richard Head here. It is a legit question. Because I, I totally believe you believe this. How, how did you get to 34 to 20? Like, that's what I like. I, I Like, the week before you had them 27-14, you felt pretty good about that with with the Browns. How mm-hmm. did you have them on the road? Like, what, what in your mind? Because I know you thought this through. You had a theory. Yeah. How did you get to... Seeing in your mind, because Clint picked him too, by the way, mm-hmm. now, much closer. But how in your mind did you did you get to thirty four twenty? Honestly, I just, I just what did you think was going to happen? I felt like I, uh, I mean, I did uh, on paper. I underestimated this Houston Texans team the week before against that number one defense the Browns had. I uh, I gave them some points that was quite a bit, and Texans ended up outscoring that by a lot. So I was going into it thinking, damn. This might just be a new gear in these playoffs for these young cats. I don't know. I mean, I underestimated them against the Browns. Again, number one defense. So let's just go do the same thing against Baltimore. Let's go do it. On the road. On the road. 11 degrees. In the cold. Let's go do it. <laughs> I just want I did because you sent it to me. No expert. You just sent. 34 20 Dalton Schultz two touchdowns. Mm. And I just, and I like, I want to know in, in your head, like, how you. How you got there? Because because you didn't get a chance to explain it. Clint explained how he got there. He got it himself didn't matter. It didn't and work. He, he watched that Rams game and really got himself. This could happen. This could happen. I was just wondering. Yeah, that's how where you the got, idea started. It was you just got sad. to thirty four twenty. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Curious. But Vegas was good. Lost a lot of money though. Did you? Yeah, that uh, that heater I was on before I got on that plane. Did you lose a lot of money? (laughs) Did you lose a lot of money betting, or did you lose a lot of money gambling, or was this just both? Both. Both. Yes, I uh, I I got up quick at the beginning on some blackjack, got in the red real quick after that, and never recovered. Uh, It was fun, had a great time, but damn. Let me ask you this: the what time did y'all's plane leave to come back? Uh, On yesterday. Yeah. We left at about ten thirty a.m. Vegas time, so twelve thirty here. That's that, so it'd be nine. That's good planning. 
Yeah, that's pretty damn good. I mean, how many times did, did Megan have to kick you in the ass to get you up and rolling and moving? She had the morning of departure back to Houston. She she did. It was the only time to trip, but but she went to bed smartly early our last night in Vegas. Well, smartly, she had to. I ended up. I ended up a little. You stayed up all night. I ended up at the the blackjack table for to quite a while up. with the groom and the bride. Trying to make it up. Trying to make it up. Yeah. And then tell me about that next morning in the hotel, though. I didn't feel good. You didn't feel good. You were wanting yeah. to lo- you were wanting to lay around, scratch your ass, and went and, to bed and, about six a.m. Woke up about eight for that flight. Yeah, you were trying to drown your sorrows, and she's getting in in the tail a little bit. Was she disappointed? How much money? No, you lost? she she didn't get on my she ass give you too a hard much. Time about it. She got on my ass to get me out of bed, but after I was up. She just, she was good. She, she was, don't ride you too hard about that bet and nah, losing the money. Nah, she don't ride him too hard about that. It's God bless the ladies, uh, in in our lives because I'm telling you, she 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 had to plan that. She had to take that. She had to take the sacrifice of going to bed early. <laughs> yeah, because because they would have both been down. Courtney does it all the time. Well, I, I'm more of get out of, get out of leave Vegas as the, the earliest flight in the morning you can. Really? No, because yeah, you're you, bad. Well, no, you, you, <laughs> you know, just stay up all no, night, you, right? You just stay up all night. If you, it'd have been perfect huh? if you'd have had a seven o'clock flight, eight o'clock flight. It may have stopped you from from losing more money. Uh, that's, I'm gonna have to remember that. That's a good piece I, I, of advice. I, I, I always, because once I get beyond midnight, if I got like a seven a.m. flight mm, or something like that, yeah, yeah seven, I'm, one, I'm up, boys. Seven one three five. Unless seven, you go broke, then then that's a rough that's a rough four hour trip. <laughs> tough one. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. People on YouTube and Twitch. Would you rather take the earliest flight possible and just stay up all night long and leave, or Take that, hey man. Let me just let's let's go middle of the day. Let's go. Let's let's take that ten to twelve flight out. Twelve o'clock flight. That's that's not a bad. That's not, not a bad idea. I'd rather. Now yeah. you, you risk really, really hammering them folks on that plane with some snoring. Now <laughs> I, I was after better a, off after a good two, three day run in Vegas. That's no after, sleep. I mean that's snoring. That's, that's yeah, no sleep because you have to take. I probably, you're about to call them hogs. Probably, I'm probably drunk. <laughs> I'm probably drunk. I probably yeah. would have been better off staying up. Those two hours didn't really do any good. They hurt. Yeah, me. Oh, I do. Hours, hurt you worse. Just, that just teased. Yeah, you. that just teased you. All right, we'll get we'll get to Bobby Slowick. Did his performance uh, lead you to believe that? He definitely needs to stay, and he's not ready to be a head coach yet. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, I want to get everybody's honest thoughts on this right now. And I and I want you to try to take this as, as, as much as you can. Take the overall of what you saw and uh, your whole opinion when you think about it. His final performance, Bobby Slowick. And Bobby Slowick, if you missed it, has two interviews, second interviews lined up with the Washington Commanders and the Atlanta Falcons. Commanders today and the uh, the Falcons later on this week. Um, Was the performance so bad? And listen, we talked about it. Man, that offensive performance was bad. Uh, Clint, you saw a lot on film today. They had 213 yards total, Jack. 38 yards rushing. Um, and never got past the thirty, and had three points uh, for the entire game. It was it was it was bad. It was a bad performance. In any way, did you watch that performance? Did it lead you to believe that Bobby Slowick isn't ready to be a head coach? No, absolutely not. Had, had zero bearing on on Bobby Slowick's um, ability to be a head coach. I mean, it, it, where I'm at with Bobby Slowick 
and and I, I I firmly believe it's obvious hell he's getting getting interviews. So clearly the majority of the league in terms of where there are openings uh, feel the same way. Um, but the only thing that's going to keep Bobby Slowick from getting a job is if Bobby Slowick sits down across the table from somebody and he is not ready to, you know, he's not the alpha in the room. They're not convinced he's ready to be a head. There's no, everything about what Bobby Slowick has done in Houston, um, from every sense of of the the thought for me, is Bobby Slowick is is as qualified a head coach as you're going you're going to find. Now, as I said, I don't know Bobby personally, so the intangible aspect of things. I have no idea. I, I I would have to sit across the room. I'll tell you this. If I were an owner, if I were a general manager, and I was tasked with hiring a head coach, I would have zero questions or concerns about Bobby Slowick from a football perspective. It would Every bit of it would be about people skills, managing people. Um, does this guy have the capacity and the ability, and is he ready to, to do all the things outside of football that a head coach has to do that 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 would be it for me so no ron to answer your question there was nothing about saturday's performance that put me in a spot where i, I think bobby slowick's head coach candidacy is at all affected yeah someone texted and i don't think you need to be a good coordinator to be a good head coach now i would question at the present his ability to adjust in game um that's coming from the text line here as i said did saturday's performance make you lead you to believe that he wasn't ready to be a coach listen I mean, I'd say this. I think he is as ready as any candidate that hasn't been a head coach before. Right. Now, that don't mean they are, right? <laughs> like, like, we can look at some. It don't mean that they are completely ready. Like, none of them really are, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, it's like saying, like, yeah, could, could Kevin Durant have used another year at Texas? Sure. Right. And, and But he goes. Right, like they're ready enough to figure out what it is that they need to do. We see it all the time, and like we watched it game one. Maybe D'Amico wasn't completely one hundred percent ready to go as a head coach. There were some things that happened early in preseason games and in game one, but he got better and better, and he had his strengths that led him to be able to improve those things that he needed to learn on the job. Yeah. So I, I, I just think he is. Like, is he as ready as Ben Johnson? I think so. Is he as ready as um, uh, Evero, who's never been a head coach before, who's getting interviews? Is he as ready as Mike McDonald, the Ravens uh, defensive yeah, coordinator? I, I think he's as ready as anyone who hasn't been a coach. Well, he's not as ready of, as Harbaugh, but yeah. In my opinion, Ron, all of those guys have done everything they can to quote-unquote be ready. Now it's up to ultimately – are, are you worth taking a risk, taking the risk? Yes. Are you worth a team hiring and seeing what, what you can do? And I, and I just, I think when you look, these offensive-minded, now again, keep that in mind. I am I am bullish on the offensive-minded head coach. You get me an offensive-minded head coach that can come in, that can absolutely get young players, in particular the quarterback, to play at an extremely high level, that can score points, that, that can overcome adversity, that can overcome all the, the injuries and all that job. And that's my head coach. I've, I'm checking multiple boxes there uh, and very important boxes there. And, and I, I am very confident. 
I personally am very confident that Bobby Slowick, based on like his presence at, at at press conferences and things like that, the 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 um, you know the, the, the all, all the substance that that that's that he brings when he when he speaks at press conferences, I think is is really really impressive. When he talks about changing the scheme to 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 fit the players, when he talks about um, Seth Seth actually Seth Payne on the on one half of the morning show here. He tweeted something earlier, and he just and he was talking about how, you know, Bobby Slowick when he's when he's talking at a press conference, it's not just about X's and O's. He's talking about relationships, and he's talking about all these other ancillary things. If you're an offensive coordinator, but if you're a head coach, those things are very very important. And so, I, I like what I've seen. I like what I've heard. I believe the guy's going to be a good head coach. I believe the head coach. Um, the 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 head coach world has changed. In a big, big way, um, you know the Bill Belichick, Bill Parcells, Tom Landry, you know, like all, like all of those. It's just a different vibe, and it's more about relating to the players now than it is about striking fear in them because you got the contract, you got the keys to contracts kind of deal. Um, and I think Bobby checks that box as well. Yeah, uh, t- t- text in. I feel like today's league is an overreaction based now. Not everyone is ready, but it's the thing to do now. I mean, I, I mean, it's like I think I get what some people are saying. He's just been one year as a as a coordinator and a play designer, but I mean, this is where this is you're taking a chance on guys that you that you that's never been a coach, right? Yep. John Harbaugh, Bill Belichick. I mean, you know they're ready, but you're taking a chance on guys who have never who have never been a coach. And to me, I'm with you, Bobby. At least right now, if you based off everything we know. Now, you sit down in front of him, may feel different. But based off everything you know, he, to me, seems like I'd be willing to take a chance on Bobby as much as I'd be willing to take a chance on anybody. Yep. And, and And like someone said, I was on the fence, but Saturday's game would make me change if I were hiring coaches. Like, I, Clint, if you missed the first hour. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you about it again here in a minute. Clint, Clint, is, Clint is over. Uh, the blaming of Bobby Slowick. And, I mean, and Clint's old coach yesterday, who was on with us yesterday, Dick Olin, as he said, man, it's hard to call plays when you know nothing in your in your playbook works. And to me, it just can't be one game. I think you have to take a look at the, the complete resume of everything he has. And if it's this resume is this year, like, hell, if y'all are ready, if some of y'all are ready to make C.J. Stroud a top-10 quarterback, that damn it, Bobby Slowick is ready to be a head coach. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, like because that they're hand in hand in this thing with each other. If he is able to get a guy who's a rookie to come in to be a top ten quarterback immediately, and and it's a true conversation, and I think there's gonna, I, I bet you every list in America will have him as a top ten quarterback next year, and that dude. He gets, I mean, he gets that opportunity to me, and 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 gets that. That potential chance. Hey, I, I was wondering this from you, uh, Clint, and and you got to. We saw him game one, but now as we everyone has talked about this, this is a different, different Lamar. We got to watch him up close Saturday and really watch the game. Now you've watched film yeah. more. Do you feel like he has changed his game a lot? That he is ready to go to another level. Uh, now watching him up close, did he feel real different? From the Lamar, because I know you have been one before that's like, hey man, he's like, he's gonna have to throw the football. He's gonna have to improve doing that. 
Did you get a sense of a different Lamar watching him up close this time? Yes, but I don't know if it was enough. Like I like I, I like him in this system. Uh, I like him in a more spread system because you just by by formation you create space for a guy that nobody can touch in a phone booth anyway. Um, I think naturally he did that in college. I, I think naturally he sees the field better and and gets the ball out better. Um, but I, there's still a big if for me of of again in, in these situations where you're going to see some some really really good defenses and and you look at what. Look at the way C.J. Stroud was pressured last week where that one time in the game there was a seam up the middle to take off running and he went and got eight yards and it was it was third and ten, right? He got, he got stopped before. Um, you know, I, I, I'm anxious to see the moment where Lamar Jackson versus a really good defense is, is may struggle, may be ugly, may be messy, maybe, but then, it, you know, he just puts a drive together where it's all from the pocket and it's just accurate. I mean, just distributing the football, bang, 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 boom, and wins a game that way in the playoffs. I think that's that's when I think a lot of people are going are gonna, to are gonna forget what the playoff record is and forget how many turnovers he's had versus touchdowns and quit leaning so heavily into his ability to scramble when you talk about Lamar Jackson. Like, that moment in this setting is is going to take Lamar to the next level. And, and and for me personally, too. Like, clearly you got a chance to win a Super Bowl with a dude that can do what he's doing the way he's doing it right now. But um, yeah, I, I think that's the next step that he needs to make. It's 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 a... Um, um, the big plays, he's going to make them. The 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 off script, off platform throws, he's going to make them. Listen, he's um, got he's gotten better with the. I know I know you got to throw it, and you got to sit back and yeah. throw it, especially outside the numbers like that throw to Zay Flowers where, you know he he, he got a break in on on Stingley and then came right. back out to the sidelines. Those are those are throws he wasn't making consistent. He's doing more, but Saturday's game looked a lot. More like the Lamar of old, yes, right of yeah. how he how yeah. he dominated. But, but that you, that, game. that's that's a perfect play you're talking about, Ron. Like in in my opinion, right? That is that's a situation that Lamar Jackson's got to avoid. Now it worked out for them, right? But when you're seeing the blitz and your answer is to just retreat, 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 and wait for a pivot route to be ran, like that's not that's not sound. You're, you're, that that's not it was a hell of a job don't get me wrong but that's not sound football um like to to me there's something left there for Lamar and it may be the system as much as anything maybe they're saying hell Lamar can do it just go do it that way um but like a a, a whip route like that versus all out blitz with a quarterback you know pushing hard back and throwing off his back foot that's not sound football you're not going to win a super bowl doing those things now Lamar Jackson's a freakish enough athlete to where he may he may do it time and time again and go win a Super Bowl doing it, but but if you're gonna consistently the product of the Baltimore Ravens offense is gonna consistently be a Super Bowl product, a Super Bowl caliber product. I think some of those things he has to rely. They have to rely. It's not just him. They have to rely less on stuff like that and and have answers and allow him to get those answers quicker and get to those answers and do those things. On top of all the athletic stuff that he does, he has so, certainly improved and gotten better with. I think know, and, I think and, and he's, he's a much better leader. 
Oh, all of that. Yeah, that. All I, of I that think is completely he's, different. Here's, here's the thing, Ron, that I think is the biggest difference that I see is I think he's I think he's more in control right now. Even in those circles, like I just said, like I think he by design said, "Oh, I'll just I'll just retreat and I'll just make this throw." He's right? thinking through. He's thinking through it instead of react. Like yeah. he knows he's doing. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Now I, I still think that there's got to be better answers than that in those in those kind of situations, especially if it's a tight ball game where you got Mahomes on this side, Josh Allen on the other side, or or one of these NFC offenses that's rolling right now on the other side. So. Um, that and I to me it's less about Lamar and more about the Baltimore offense. I like what they, the adjustments they've made with him. It's about okay now can you put a drive together where you have answers on time? Boom, boom, boom! You're dissecting the hell out of them. If Lamar Jackson gets to that level and he shows he can do that in this in the playoffs in an AFC championship or a Super Bowl, forget about it. What you got coming at the four? Well, you said it earlier. I messed around and watched a little film on this Texans last ball game Saturday, and I'm gonna tell you. I'm absolutely disgusted. I don't like feeling this way. I don't like talking this way. But what I watched in the first half of that game, I'm disgusted. I'm going to tell you exactly uh, why. We're going to break this thing down. And I think Ron's got a couple of uh, answers for me. He's got a couple of uh, solutions for me. We'll see if he can talk me down off off this cliff, if you will. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.